1: Yes. Before we start the show today, can I get a round of applause? Today, I'm excited to announce that Manscaped has launched their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not-so-private parts. Talking about a leveled-up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you literally from head to toe. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide. 4 million men. Holy shit. Who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code mind now, meaning we know how essential the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 is for that precise trim below the waist. Their advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts to your most delicate areas, but now you can enhance the perfect grooming routine with their ultra-premium collection. Meaning, tell me about how this ultra-premium collection has worked for your little John and Eastside boys. Oh, man. Uh, I
2: never have to worry about being embarrassed uh, in those mo- most intimate of moments. You know, uh, you know whether it's, you know, the hair care, the the weed whacker with the nose hair and the, the ear hair and you know uh, down the down below uh, you know just and down to my toes you know Manscaped's got me covered man. Uh, they they send us some quality products. We got some more stuff coming in the mail very soon. That I'm excited about. It all comes in this really good looking travel bag, man. Uh, Manscaped is uh, got every guy covered from head to toe. And uh, I don't know if I'd be uh, as presentable as I am today without
1: Manscaped. I uh, I enjoy l- looking presentable as well. I'll be taking six weeks off coming up soon, but that doesn't mean I won't have time to get little John on the east side, boys, looking ready for my wife's love. So don't forget, this package includes Manscaped's premium deodorant. And it's not for your balls, yeah. guys. It's for your stinky ass armpits. This deodorant <laughs> dries clear. It's aluminum free and it smells like their signature scent. They're hydrating body moisturizer. If you have tattoos or you have issues like dry, with dry skin like I do, it's designed to keep your skin feeling fresh, clean, and smelling good. Uh, the body wash, nice. you lather it up. It's got the infused aloe vera and sea salt. Uh, it's the shower gel with the two-in-one conditioner uh, and shampoo to clean your scalp. Plus, it's got a free gift. It's a three-pack set of lip balm that's made with ingredients like vitamin E, peppermint, and eucalyptus oil to keep your chappers feeling moist. That's four products and a gift inside of this collection, which is an incredible score. But the best part is, Blue Meanie, that these products are cruelty-free, paraben-free, vegan-friendly, and dye-free. The best ingredient you can find with zero compromise. Getting dressed afterwards is optional enough, you know what I mean? Wear one great (laughs) scent all day long get that ultra premium collection hot off the shelves right now plus you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code mind at manscaped.com that's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code mind at manscaped.com the power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to manscaped and meanie i want to thank manscaped for sponsoring the show again this week
2: thanks for keeping us presentable and thanks for keeping the lights on
1: yes sir
0: is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard.
1: Hey, yo. Welcome, everybody, to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world, according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge, all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I am your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind, man? Man, uh you you did
2: it perfectly. Hey yo. Hey yo. Uh hey yo. Um, yeah, man. Rest in peace, Scott Hall, man. Mm. Um <clears throat> just um, it it sucks, man. Um talk about a guy who uh God knows where I'd be if it wasn't for Scott Hall in the business, you know? Yeah um you know you know and, and he passed away from something so routine like a hip surgery you know uh you know um, uh, trying to find the right words you know uh we lost scott hall last couple days um you know um a guy who was you know one of the guys who you know if it wasn't for scott hall there would be no Attitude Era. There would be no... There's just so many chain reactions from Scott Hall, you know, you know, jumping from WWE to WCW that just uh, changed the course of wrestling history. <clears throat> but, uh, again, yeah, I I don't know where I would be, you know, A, because, you know, if he hadn't gone to, you know, WCW from WWE and NWO be no bwo to be no bl- the blue guy and all that stuff so i mean i sure would have done something but not something that we're still talking about you know 20 years later with the bwo and stuff like that but uh yeah, yeah I, I found out uh it was like a random you know day just looking on the internet and then you hear that scott hall's in bad shape and you're like oh my god no please don't be and uh you know, he went for the he went for hip surgery and i guess there's blood cl- a blood clot involved and um you know and that's what did the damage and um it just makes you want to makes you appreciate every day you know uh just because if something random like that happens to somebody like scott hall then you know, it just makes you cherish every day you get up and put two feet on the floor and, uh, you know, get to tell the people you love that you still love them, you know, because you never know, man, my heart goes out to Scott Hall's family and, you know, a friend's family, you know, to Cody, it sucks, man. It's just like, you know, this is the first time I'm like verbalizing it out loud and <clears throat> just a, uh whole bucket list of emotions to go through but uh I'm eternally grateful for eternally grateful for Scott Hall and what he did for the business you know you think about a guy who you know uh I got to see Scott Hall wrestle for the first time in 85 uh my grandfather took me to the AWE tapings when they ran to the Tropicana in Atlantic City and uh my first memory of Scott Hall was like going to pick up the tickets and Scott Hall, Kurt Henning and Greg Gagne were in the, in the hotel lobby, just hanging out. And wow. I went over and they, they couldn't have been nicer. And, uh, they signed autographs. I wish I had, a, if I had known I was going to run into them, I would have, I wish I had a camera, but, uh, you know, I got to watch, I got to watch the legendary Scott Hall, Kurt Henning match against Jimmy Garvin and Steve Regal. Whoa. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, who knew? Uh, if you, it's on the home videos and you don't see it, but if, you, if somebody can get the ESPN version, like when they come back from the commercial, and they you know, put the banner live from Atlantic City, Tropicana, you see my head walk into my seat. <laughs> but uh, I lost the VHS at the time. But uh, and, you know, and then you know, you, you follow Scott's career. He goes to Japan, and then next time I see Scott Hall, he's in WCW as uh, the Diamond Stud. And then uh, he comes to WWE and kicks off, you know, a legendary career. I mean, he already had a good career up to that point, but a legendary career with, you know, Razor Ramon. And, um, you know, just uh, think of all the moments. People go, oh, great matches, great matches, great matches, but just great moments, you know, Scott Hall brought to the world of wrestling and then, as anything with business, you know, you learn that, you know, people sometimes need to move on. And Scott moved on to, you know, WCW. And just think about that. You know, Scott is moving on to WCW. Kevin Nash moving on to WCW. The curtain call, the world famous curtain call happens. Uh, Triple H takes part of it. Triple H gets in trouble for it. So, so Triple H went in the King of the Ring. Steve Austin wins the King of the Ring. And, you know, Austin 316 happens and then all this other stuff happens. And then they go over to WCW and they give Vince, you know, the uh, the fight of his life. You know, WCW was a legit threat to the WWE because of, you know, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, quote unquote, invading w- WCW and and just that simple action um they did things to you know Scott Hall going to WCW made things so much better for the other wrestlers because now you had competitive pay you know where you know Vince was afraid to lose guys to WCW Paul Heyman was afraid to lo- lose guys to WCW and WWE so guys in ECW got paid a little bit better but um yeah, Scott Hall did a lot of things that just made the wrestling better in the ring, behind the scenes. And um, I'll forever be grateful for how he was towards me because, you know, flash forward, you know, uh, we we do the BWO, and then, uh, you know, I'd always met, like, X-Pac, and I was like, hey, man, I hope those guys didn't mind. You know, and X-Pac's like, nah, 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 but you never really know. So right, I run into right. Kevin. Kevin comes into ECW for a loop. Uh, which somebody just posted the video of his entrance in Poughkeepsie and it just both nights it blew off the, the the roof blew off the building, but that one in Poughkeepsie in particular was just so loud. And uh I saw Scott and um this is around the time where I had lost a lot of weight. I went from like three ninety to two forty and uh I said hi to Sky. He said hi to me and kind of walked off. I was like, Ooh, I wonder if he's mad. Yeah, you know, He, you know, wrestlers are paranoid. And he, he comes back and he's like, Hey man, I didn't know that was you. <laughs> you know, cause, cause I was, I was skinny meanie. He's like, yeah, man, I thought you were kind of mad about the BW. He's like, absolutely not. He was like, no, no, no. And Scott told me, he was like, well, I knew, you know, after a WCW shows, they would just find a local place or go back to the hotel and look for wrestling on TV. And they would watch ECW, you know, whether at a bar or at a hotel or whatever, you know, in the, in the room or whatever. And, uh, he was like, you know what? I I used to tell Kevin all the time, well, since he's me and it's the blue world order, I should be the leader of the NWO, the new world order. And, you know, just use me to, you know, rib Kevin and stuff like that. So he was very generous, very kind about it. And uh, there was like an ECW-themed um, convention years later, I want to say in Allentown. And uh, Scott was there. Uh, well, they, they brought about, out a bunch of the ECW town they had a ring set up at the convention a little intro with you know a bunch of the wrestlers with joey styles and all that stuff and we come out and scott's at the vendor's table and he just runs over to the guard rail and does We both do the you know the 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 razor ramon you know point to yourself and then out thing and i th- i threw him a bwo shirt and he caught it and he you know put it up pulled it up to his chest and You know, uh, we had that little moment, which is pretty cool. It's, it's out there somewhere on YouTube, on the YouTubes. But, uh, when I paid my respects to him on the the social medias, I I posted a photo, uh, George Dahinas took that photo and, um, yeah, man, just a wild range of emotions because, you know, everything was up and down, you know, uh, you know, with Scott, he had his, his issues and I believe it was, uh. The, the resurrection of Jake the snake Roberts documentary where you see Dallas page not only help, you know, Jake, but they help Scott. And, uh, I made sure made sure a point to uh, let Scott know, Hey, it was like, you know, he, he was doing his, you know, praises of Scott Hall. And I told, you know, Dallas, I was like, Hey man, if it wasn't for you and your loyalty and respect for, you know, the people who helped you, you know, we, you're the reason why we had, more years with Scott Hall, so thank you, and you know, uh, thanks to you know Dallas Page for you know, help keeping Scott around. You know, when Scott needed a, a hip before, you know they raised money to get Scott a new hip, and then he, I guess he was having problems with the other one, and unfortunately, you know, there's complications from that surgery, and and uh, Scott's gone, and uh, it sucks. It sucks for. Yeah, you know, his family. It sucks for the legions of fans who love and respect him. It it sucks for future generations of wrestlers who get to pick from that tree of knowledge that Scott Hall has. You know, he uh one of the best minds in the business. I know that, you know, people say that a lot about a lot of people, but you know, Scott Hall, definitely one of the best minds of the business, you know, right up there with, you know, you know, Raven and Paul Heyman and stuff like that, so, but, uh, yeah, man, Um, thank you, Scott Hall, for, uh, you know, all your contributions, thank you for your kindness to me, you know, just a kid from, you know, born in Philly, grew up in Jersey, grew up watching wrestling, and, you know, got a chance to, you know, I met Scott Hall in 1985, and then in 1996, 11 years later, I'm doing a parody of him, yeah. That's insane. And then, you know, uh, you know, one of the you know, best things of my career with the BWO. And you know, that's because of you know, the him and Kevin and the NWO. So, <clears throat> you know, uh Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. But uh thank you, Scott Hall. Uh thank you and I love you.
1: Yeah, it's been um it's been a weird <laughs> been a weird couple of days um i remember the first time i watched razor ramon on television um i guess that would have been 92 so i was probably seven or eight at the time Mm -hmm. and the character was just like oh my god like i just remember being on the playground pretending i had a fake toothpick and i was you know carve (laughs) you up chico you know and like you just, every kid that grew up in the nineties wanted to be Razor Ramon and yeah. the first wrestling event my dad ever took us to, which I, I think i mentioned on the show before, but it was September of 92 at the spectrum. And the main event was Razor Ramon versus Randy Savage. Nice. And oh my God, dude, I remember the, the pyro and the, you know, cause they usually, they used to go like kind of all out for the spectrum, you know, they would do like a big production with it and man i just remember being even as even when he was a heel like he was just absolutely fantastic and um yeah i mean honestly like it's it's hard to understate the magnitude of his contributions to wrestling because razor was great right like the character razor was fantastic and and he was yeah. over his hell arguably probably the best wrestler who never held a world title in either promotion Right. I would say arguably. If not the top, then definitely in the top three. Yeah. And then he jumps to WCW. And if that doesn't happen, like you said, I mean, that if that doesn't happen, we're not sitting here talking. You know, we're not talking about the business. Who knows what the business would have looked like now? Yeah. And I... I got a chance to tell this story on, uh, on Busted Open. I called in. Shout out to friends of the show, Bully Ray and Dave LaGreca. They did a great program uh, the other day uh, about yeah. Scott Hall before he passed. And I called in, and um, I tell this story a lot. My, uh, my brothers and I, we drove to Monroeville, which is in Pittsburgh, uh, on the outskirts mm-hmm. of Pittsburgh. We went to a um, an event out there. Um, it was a Comic-Con of some kind, and, you know, the Outsiders are there, and my brothers are like, yeah, let's let's do this. Let's go. You know, like, let's go meet the Outsiders, right? So we drove, like, four yeah. hours out there. It was just an amazing road trip with my brothers. And um, we get there, and my brother Matt has, like, no fear, right? Like, if you ever meet him, he just, like, walks right up to people, and he just, like, he just starts talking, right? So there's Scott Hall at the table. He's just sitting at a vendor table, just hanging out on his phone, and Matt walks right up to him and just starts starts up a conversation, right? So David, my little brother and I, we walk over and we start talking to him and he's just the coolest fucking guy. Like he's just standing there talking about yeah. his matches with Bret Hart and he's talking about Hulk Hogan and he's talking about something. And uh, what did I ask him? I think I asked him about like what, like, cause I didn't know what to ask. I mean, it's Scott Hall, right? Like I, I'm kind of starstruck now. I won't lie. And I asked him like, what, you know, what did you think? Like, what did you think about the fake razor? Cause like, I've always wanted to ask you that. Like what did, you know, what was going through your head? And Oh, man, I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was the fucking dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and he starts talking about it, right? And then the security guard walks over, and they're getting ready to, like, you know, boot us out. He, oh, no, 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 man. Hey, leave them alone. These guys are cool. They're all right. It's fine. It's fine. We ended up standing there talking to him for about 15 minutes, right? So then he calls Kevin Nash over. He's like, yo, Big Kev, remember when they brought those those guys out? Remember when they brought, uh, you know, uh, fake diesel? And they're telling us the story about how they, like, threw contracts in front of them and all like this. And it was just like... It was just this super cool experience to get to chat and get to like pick his brain a little bit, you know, couldn't have been nicer, couldn't have been more like welcoming. And I always try to tell people that I meet, like even on my show, like at the end of my my conversations and stuff, I always try to tell people like, listen, like your impact on my life cannot be understated. And I just wanted to say thank you because I want the I'm going to use this opportunity now to tell you that because I think it's important. And the fact that I got the opportunity to tell him that was, you know, and, and, and how much it meant to, how much it looked like it meant to him and all the people that were in the line, I mean, it was a line wrapped around the fucking place. Um, yeah. but that was probably the coolest interaction I've ever had with, with meeting somebody like that. And, yeah. um, I'm looking at, I'm actually looking at the picture right now on the wall. It's signed by both of them and it's me and my brothers and the outs, you know, it was just, it was just a wonderful time. And, um, yeah, it's been it's been uh it's been rough, man. It's been uh it's been a rough couple of days thinking about how much he meant to us as fans and how much he meant to the business and yeah. how important he really was to everything that's happened right now. And you know, sixty three is still really young. There's still yeah. a lot left in the tank, and it's a shame. It really is, and it's it's. It, there's nothing else to say but but how sad it is, and um. Yeah, I don't really know what else to say, but I'm 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 excited to know that he was hyped about the Blue World Order because I I <laughs> would imagine that that would have been something you would I mean if it were me like if I were you I'd be like oh I don't know is he is he upset like,
2: Yeah, you, know. you you never know. Just like yep. you know, you always hear how uh, Coolio hated that Weird Al did you know Gangs Amish Paradise basically. So I told him not to do the song, but he did it anyway. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh shit. You know, is, is, uh, is Razor mad or Scott mad? But, nah, he couldn't have been more uh, welcoming. And anytime you see him, he would just. Dude, I went to, uh, I worked one of the early TNA shows. And, like, he was the first person to come up. Hey, man, how you doing? You know, because he was backstage and stuff like that. Just, just one of the guys, man. I mean, it's like a genuine guy. Like, the fame never got to him. You know, the money never got to him you always heard stories of how he's making all this money W sub and he's still be driving a beat up pickup truck, you know, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> very, just, uh, down to earth, you know, nothing really got to him. And one of the coolest motherfuckers too. Uh, you know, I been I've been watching all the, you know, I've been looking at all the tributes on social media. I swear to God, there was the one where all the NWOs in the ring, and they do the two sway, and then some idiot throws a beer and oh, nails him right yeah. in the head. Yeah, and Scott totally doesn't even acknowledge it. Yeah, and he just goes through and fixes his hair, just like you know, cool as a motherfucker, still doing the uh, you know, giving the face to the camera. Like you wouldn't even have known that he got hit. Just like lobbed totally it. no, totally sold, sold it. it perfectly. Yeah, coolest motherfucker on the fucking planet. No, you know, know, just uh, yeah, yeah, and, and you know, dude, look at all these ladder matches nowadays. You know, him and and Sean with the 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 ladder match, you know, at WrestleMania ten, and then I got to see. Uh, I went to SummerSlam in Pittsburgh, where they uh, they had another match, and I was, you know. Everybody talks about the WrestleMania 10 match, but their SummerSlam match was pretty damn good too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just very cool, man. Very cool experiences. You know, very cool. I've had great experiences with him as a fan, as a wrestler, and then just to go back and watch, you know, him evolve. You know, and that's a that's an important thing too to to evolve in the business. You right. know, uh whether it's, you know, learning more or changing your look up and stuff like that. And just continue to be relevant. And uh, he was always relevant. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Whether whether coming up or, you know, behind the scenes, you see, you see all the guys, you know, posting photos with him when he would go down to the uh, performance center to help, you know, coach people and stuff like that. And he always He always gave back. He gave more to the business than the business gave to him. So,
1: you know. Oh man, this sucks. Yeah. I was just thinking about it too. It's like, um, as far as like, I've been seeing a bunch of stuff about on on social media about him, like, you know, giving back to everybody, you know, the younger guys. Like, I can't, I I don't know if it was Luke Hawks or somebody else who was saying, It was Luke. Yeah. He was talking about how they were on some loop and Scott comes in and, and pays for his dinner, like at a place that like is way out of his price range. And yeah, Scott paid for the entire meal. And he was like, why did you, why would you do that? He was like, well, that's what we're supposed to do. You know, that's what the vets are supposed to do for the new guys. Right. And yeah, I mean that like literally like, like every story about the guy is the same way about how he just gave back to everybody. And even that there's that really famous one about Chris Jericho and Monday Nitro, you know, when he, he lets Jericho win the match. He's like, yeah. roll me up and pin me. Bischoff goes and he's in the back, and Bischoff's like, "What the fuck was that?" He was like, "Well, are, are, do you not watch your product? Like, do you not hear the crowd over for him?" He's like, yeah. I, "I, I just made him, you know." Yeah. Um, it's just, it's it, what a shame. Um, I, I feel very sad, you know. And I, I, there's a couple things I, I think I wanted to mention here too. It's like, you know, I didn't know Scott Hall. At all, other than meeting him that time. But I feel this sense of sadness about another yeah. part of my childhood and another, like, pillar in my life. You know, and I said yeah. it on... I said it on my social media, too. Like, when you come from a broken home, like, these people that you watch on TV, these people that entertain you become, like, these pieces of happiness in your life, right? This, like, really bright light, and they become pillars in your life. And Scott Hall was one of those people for me. And when he, like... You know, now that he's gone, it's like, fuck, man, this is, you know, it's just another part of that, that part of who you are is gone now. And it's weird, yeah. you know, even though you never knew the guy, you felt like you did because you were watching him on a TV. And I think people struggle with that. People struggle with this yeah. idea that, like, you shouldn't feel sad or you shouldn't cry or you shouldn't have emotions about people who have impacted you that way. And that's just not true. You know, like you no. your your feelings are valid and, and they're real and you should experience them. But I think also, too, it's important to recognize the fact that, like, Scott had a lot of demons, but he came out of it. Yeah. And he kicked out of that shit, right? It's never too late for people to start over. You know, it's never too late for you to fix the things that are going on in your life. You know, I mean, he, he, like you said, like, Diamond Dallas Page was somebody who helped him get through that. And we all got the best version of Scott Hall we could have. And he got, Scott Hall got the best version of Scott Hall that he could get. Because of that, and yeah, I just think it's a great reminder. Like you, you're not just stuck in one place forever. You know, you're not just stuck in where you are. So,
2: yeah, I mean, you know, I hate those people. You know, oh, you you didn't know the guy. Well, fuck you. You know, Right. right, dude. When Eddie Van Halen passed away, I was fucking devastated. Yeah, you know, and talk about you know, wrestling and rock and roll are the same business. You know, just you're on the road you're battling the demons you're lonely you know a lot of stuff comes from being lonely and being in pain and you know the grind of traveling you know and scott hall said you know hey Al, i'm doing a christmas show where i'm entertaining other people's kids my kids are at home without me you know that mentally that wears on you too but just You know these people are just uh, much a part of your your life as anything else you know for me pro wrestling was the ultimate escapism you know
1: yeah for sure
2: i i grew up from you know not you know wasn't a totally broken home i i mean i didn't know my dad my dad left before i was born but i still had a a father figure in my life with my grandfather and you know my my mom and my grandma my sister we had we had a good you know good thing but you know i you know i had my issues my daddy issues you know what the fuck's wrong with me? Why didn't he hang around, you know? But, you know, I would watch wrestling and all my problems would go away. And, uh, you know, Scott Hall was a huge part of my fandom. You know, like I said, I got to watch him wrestle in in person for the AWA. And then eventually, you know, when he became Razor, I went to some of those Spectrum shows where he was Intercontinental Champion. And, you know, uh, and just, you know, going to be... In the nw you know wcw nwo and revolutionized the business you know uh i mean there's a lot of things that re- revolutionized the business but like that's the jumping off point you know where you know vince had become comfortable you know with his product and you now here you got these guys going on tv you know introducing you know people using the real names and stuff like that and just you know uh, the funny that you brought up the fake razor too. Um, you know that Vince brought up the the fake razor, fake diesel, and that brought back a memory of uh, that was Rick Bogner, yeah. who uh, used to wrestle over in Japan. I I want to say as Big Titan, and he had a, a a cup of coffee in ECW, and uh, he would just do like the Razor Ramon, the Scott Hall thing, you know, mess around in the locker room, and. Uh, you know, one day, you know, they put them up to you know, kind of doing that in this ring entrance in ECW. I, I want to say it was in Allentown, and the boys were watching the monitor and we're all popping and stuff like that. And I think from that became, you know, cause, you know, because Paul was right for you know, Paul was working with WWE on the on the down low. So then all of a sudden, you know, you hear about you know Razor Ramon and Diesel coming to you know WWE. And it was Rick Bogner. I
0: was like, oh, my God,
2: that makes so much sense now. <laughs> but the the story of, you know, Kevin Razor talking about, you know, the WCW, you know, people, you know, standing in a production truck with him, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Throwing contracts at them, like sign it. They're like, all right. As it, Scott was like, I remember if I can see his face. He's like, yeah, man, they threw a contract at me to sign. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm here, man. <laughs> like, yeah. So good, man. Such a great yeah. story.
2: Yeah. Man. So yeah, man. Just uh God bless him. Yeah. You know? Just he got he got the most out he got he got a lot of the business, but he gave back more than you know, the wrestling business gave him. You know, we're all richer, you know, for having him in the wrestling business. I'm definitely richer for having him as a part of my life. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie and be like, Oh, we broke bread every Sunday, but hey, you know, he uh you know, if we were on shows together, he, you know, him or Kev would pull me aside. Hey man, that was great, but next time try this, yeah, this is a good idea too. And you know, he always he was always looking back and giving back. You yeah. know.
1: Yeah. And that's the kind of person that you want. That's the kind of person that you want in your corner. Um Oh, absolutely. I uh yeah, I don't know what else to say except for to say that we are absolutely gonna miss Scott Hall. And it's just a shame. It's just sad. It's sad as hell and and you know, our thoughts and condolences are with his family, and Kevin Nash and Sean Waltman right now. And and I guess I got to say this too. I've been seeing a lot of shit on Twitter, people saying all kinds of wild shit to Sean Waltman. Yeah, I don't get that. If you feel like this is the time to talk, a like talk shit to Sean Waltman, like you need your fucking one of the head. kindest. W- you need your fucking head examined. Like, yeah. what are you doing? What? Like, Twitter is such a hellscape as it is. Why? Yeah. Like, why would you take this time now to police what he is saying or police yeah. how he is? Like, I I just, it it's, it is, I can't wrap my mind around it. I, I just can't.
2: Sean Waltman's one of the sweetest human beings around, you know? Uh... Yeah, I, I guess I guess the best line that you know Sean Sean Waltman said, you know, stop being ghouls, you know, just yeah, it's very fucking ghoulish, you know. People just out there, like, I I had to go on a fucking blocking spree too because, uh, you know, normally I'm a muter, but I was like, you know what, fuck this shit, you know, because Kevin wrote his post, you know, talking about Kevin was in. You know, in life support, they're waiting for the family to show up, pay their respects, take them off life support. The, the key word is life support, you know? Right. And as somebody who's had to take my, I've had to take my own mother off life support. Nothing good happens after that. So I start paying my respects and you get these people coming out of the woodwork. Well, he's he's not dead yet. Why would you say that? The on what planet is it even remotely cool or appropriate to say? Well, he's not dead yet. The key word yet, you know. And, and how do you reply to that? Yeah. Without sound, you know. You know, we know what it is about to happen. Let me pay the guy his respect while he's still here. You know, but these people they they need to be. There's something missing from their lives to where they need to feel the urge to correct people and just be right about everything because something in their missing life is missing that they've been told they're wrong about all their lives. So now they have to go and you know be that person to other people, and for people to you know go and Sean Waltman's mentions and start arguing about stuff it's like what the fuck is wrong with people you know just the guy's losing one of his best friends i mean talk about a guy who gave the you know scott hall put over you know sean Waltman on monday night raw and one of the biggest upsets in raw history maybe the wrestling business history you know with you know the moonsault and the pin and one two three and got out of there and you know, he helped Sean's career so so much. Yeah, exactly. and Sean's grieving. Sean's grieving. Sean's processing everything that's you know about to happening and stuff like that. But just to think, you can just go online and say what you want to people, and think it. A think think it's a game of one upmanship, or you know, you just being a contrarian. Uh, some people just need to re-evalu- reevaluate their their life to where they you know, if they think that's like the cool thing to do, or the right thing to do, or appropriate thing to do. Uh, just you know, go look in the mirror and just reevaluate your life. You know, and just say, "Hey, I just went to a guy who's grieving about the loss of his friend and just acted like a total ass." You know, it's it's mind numbing, to say the least.
1: I think it speaks to the larger issue with social media in general, you know, and we've talked about this offline before. It's like, I don't do tough guy shit with anybody. Like if you're going to come at me on Twitter, I I, look, there's a seat at the table for everybody who wants to eat. Right. I I don't, I don't pick on people on Twitter. I don't get involved in dumb shit, but I also don't do tough guy shit. I I have no tolerance for it. Yeah. I'm 36 years old. Right. I I don't have time for this shit. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, I would love to see some of these cats on Twitter who are talking all this shit to say this stuff in real life. It, and, like, there's a Mike Tyson quote. It's like, you know, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. But it's also yeah. like, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people on social media that are real fucking comfortable saying some dumb shit, knowing that they're not going to get punched in the mouth for saying that. And right. if anybody, you know, I lost my best friend 10 years ago this year, in June. Um, and I couldn't imagine being a notable person and, you know, like dealing with that at the same time, grieving. Yeah. And having someone be like, well, he's not dead. And you shouldn't say these things because, uh, well, Scott Hall, said, like, fuck off, fuck off all the way off. Like literally fuck off into fucking Jupiter, man. Like (laughs) I, I just, I feel so sad for him and for Kevin to have to like, put up with that crap right now. And yeah, Oh man, it just drives me fucking insane. I I just I have no time or tolerance for that shit. But um, yeah, I uh, there's no good way to to transition from this or to move to another topic without it being weird. Um,
2: right. but we
1: had to start the show, man. We had to start the the show talking about it. And
2: oh man, I mean it's huge. Yeah. I mean I got a I have a BWO belt hangs over my shoulder. It's a commemorative belt, and that's all because there was a a new world order. Yeah. There, I have something to commemorate because of somebody else's vision for what they did. And, you know, thank God, you know, shout out to Raven for, you know, making me Stevie and Nova kind of like the Weird Al wrestling, doing parodies and stuff like that. We did the parody and, you know, we we had, you know, the BWO shirt was the, the big hottest selling t-shirt in ECW history. And that's all because there was something to do a parody of and that was the New World Order, which was right up there if not you know austin 316 and nwo shirt with the two biggest shirts in wrestling history yeah you know at the same time you yeah. know but, yep. well, yeah it, it, it's hard to transition but uh you know i mean w- we couldn't do this show without saying hey man hey I, yo hey, thank hey, you yo. hey yo thank you chico
1: i uh I will forever be disappointed, though, since we talked about the BWO and the Bullet Club, that we never got the BWO and the NWO because that shit would have been fucking fantastic.
2: We almost did. Um, uh, Shout out to my friend Julian Bradley, uh, who used to wrestle as Chris Crude. Uh, Him and our mutual friend Riley were running shows, and his dream was to book NWO versus BWO. And the closest it came was you know uh stevie richards wrestled kevin nash on one of uh riley and julian's shows and i was in the corner so it's technically nwo bwo but uh yeah that that was his dream he wanted to book nwo versus bwo at the ECW arena oh man and uh man dude yeah it, that was on his bucket list to do but you know we, we sort of had it you know but oh man what could have been it yeah. would have been fun. I uh, I
1: I know that I'm grateful for having the experience to meet Scott Hall and just be in his presence for 15, 20 minutes. and I'm sure you know I'm sure it, it sits on in that same category with you, getting that you know validation and that approval from him for something amazing that you did. Um, yeah but I guess I'm not like I said, not really sure how to transition into the next topic. so I'm gonna say, what up to the pod squad? Everyone is here. Uh, Our room is jumping. This is a popping event today, friends. I am enjoying this. Um, definitely helping bring some uh, levity and excitement to the day. Um, yeah. So yeah. Each Chiefs- and every
2: week, these people. Each and every week, these guys join us live here. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, if you want to be a part of this uh, community, go to uh, Patreon.com/slash MindedAmini. Uh, and, you know, we are you know, as the show's going on, I'm reading the chat and interacting and, you know, a lot of great questions coming for us, Mini come from this chat as well. So yeah. if you want to get on, get on, get in on the action, you know, possibly have your name mentioned on the show and live on in uh, podcast infamy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go to patreon.com slash mind of the media and good morning pod squad.
1: I, uh, so before we get into ask me, I think Jimmy's got a good question here. Um. I know that because we just my my brother shout out to Matthew by the way Matt from Dover, um, yeah friend of the show Matt from Dover, uh, he just helped us get uh, 2K22 uh, for James my oldest and that game is awesome. fucking awesome
2: really uh, good it
1: would be a ten out of ten though I must say Blue Mini it would be a ten out of ten if it had the Blue World Order and Blue Mini in the video game I'm just saying I'm just saying yeah. WWE if you're paying attention it's Hall of Fame right time right now. We're getting yeah. closer to, to, to Hall of Fame time. Uh but
2: Hey, but you know, for for wherever they 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 seem to miss the boat on BWO. Thank God for companies like Chella and yeah. thank God for you know games like Retromania for having the BWO in their game, Cella Toys for coming out with a line of BWO action figures. And uh there's a few things coming up that can't talk about yet. they it's gonna be pretty cool. So
1: I am, uh, I am hopeful to see the Adam Bernard action figure this year, which is just going to be Josh's action figure with a new t-shirt <laughs> on. But uh, Jimmy wants to know... Um, yes. Do you ever think that we would see the BWO in a WWE video game in order to have the BWO versus NWO?
2: I would hope, man. Uh, you know, Nova talks about it a lot, you know, where... Uh, the, you know, WWE, I mean got to start doing stuff with the EC- you own the ecw you know you own ecw and you know we're part of that ecw history why not you know why not take advantage of it you know and you know give people you know that opportunity or option you know a couple of years ago they had mike whiprick in one of the games which was awesome and i i hope i would have hoped that would have you know, spawned, you know, more ECW talent being in, in games and as okay. legends and stuff like that. Because, you know, God knows WWE borrowed will be heavily from ECW. These you
1: know, are indisputable all, facts, meaning.
2: Yeah. So why not? You know, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, I, I demand, you know, because that'll get you nowhere. Do
1: you know what you should demand, uh, though? What? Blue ribbon. That's what you should. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. A little inside baseball we're recording this today after uh, St. Patrick's Day. So I had a few of those last night, even though I probably shouldn't have since I'm <laughs> on antibiotics right now. Ooh, man. But uh Yeah. So um yeah. How was your St. Patrick's Day?
1: It was good, good, man. It was good. It was uh it wasn't um so the last time I got buckwile on Saint Patrick's Day <laughs> was 2010 and I had a lot of blue ribbon that day and uh, it was um, so I worked the merch stand at a CKY show uh, at the Note in Westchester and they just kept bringing us beers you know and then at some point Chad Ginsburg, who's the guitarist from the band was passing around this bottle of Jack Daniels and obviously this was you know pre-COVID so you know it was a lawless society right everybody's sharing bottles and all kinds of shit Um, bunch of heathens bunch of dirty heathens you godless heathens and um i was so fucked up i have no idea how we got home (laughs) i have no idea what happened um that was a a very very long night for for uh, a multitude of reasons but i don't get too wild anymore i said i went over to my buddy's house down the road here my buddy paul he lives right over like right on the other side of the block here and we sat around just, you know, drinking beer and, like, just real easy because all of us are dads. And it's like, oh, well, we all got to get yeah. up in the morning and, you know, <laughs> go to the gym and do paperwork. And, um no, so it wasn't crazy, but it was, you know, it was low-key. so But you had a good one. Did you go to uh, McCusker's? Uh, yeah. Attam yeah. Boy. Mrs.
2: Uh, me, me, Mrs. Meany had a, a, a head start on me there. But, uh yeah, I went to over, over to McCusker's. Had a few responsible ones. And then I uh, went home, had a... Couple of irresponsible ones. <laughs> and then uh Mrs. Meany likes to uh have a few cocktails and watch dance videos. And so we were watching uh ever hear of the singer named Robin? Robin. She had a uh, she had a big hit in the nineties. Um of course I'm blanking on it right now. She's from uh I'm she's going from to the Sweden. She's from the Stockholm Google right now. Yeah, she had a huge hit in the 90s, but now she's she has this resurgence. And uh, her, her music gets me all up in my feels. So, uh, oh my god, what? what she,
1: oh, yes, who, she, you got to yeah. show me love. Maybe
2: no, that, nah, it's a diff- me. that's a, di- that's that a different one? Robin. That's
1: oh. a different Robin. Hold on, you know what. Let me I don't uh, know. Pod squad. See if you can help us on this one.
2: Let me see. No, let me bring up my Google. Yo, that record's real quick. a
1: banger, though. That record oh, as, well, that, that, that yeah, record, yeah, as yeah, they yeah. say, in Chester County, slaps, bangs, and fucks. So let me that see. is a let solid record, say. Pod Squad. My favorite uh, record is um is uh, uh Yvonne Elliman, if I can't have you, which is originally written yes. by the Bee Gees. Yo, yes. you throw that son of a bitch on, you're gonna get Adam pop lock and all over the dance floor
2: okay so you're thinking of there's another uh robin who sings show me love but then this oh let me see let me see we might have to edit this out so i was gonna uh, say say, yeah don't
1: well we'll we'll do just put the name in there because we'll get we'll get zucked again on youtube if we play the music yeah let
2: me see Come on, get to the course.
1: Hold on. Here it comes. Yes. Yes, this is the song.
2: So let me stop this so we don't get zapped.
0: <laughs> uh, We're going to get zucked. I can't well, remember what regular air smells like. Sorry.
2: <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Do you want me, oh, wait, while
1: you're talking? While we're thinking about, it, do you want me to play the Carl fart song? Do you, he gave me. A do you p- have it? I have it. He's got it. He sent me like a a real like quick thing. Yeah, oh, let me see if I can uh, find a, it. In a, my, li-
2: live reaction see. here with the Pod Squad.
0: Oh my God, it's so good. Hold man. on, I might
2: I might have a hold on hold on. I think I got a new one. Hold on, listen. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love patties.
1: Oh, I do have it. Yep. Here, uh, of course, I gonna...
2: sit right down into it.
1: <laughs> Here we go. We're going to have another shirt. <laughs> sure. That's what your your contact photo is in my phone, is you with your shirt over your nose. All right, let me see if I can pull this up. Let me see if we can hear this. Hold on. So Carl, Carl Pinnell is our engineer extraordinaire, um, and he's also a producer. So he makes all kinds of really solid hip-hop beats and rock and replays every instrument. But... The running thing is with Carl, like he can't wrap his mind around the fact of like Meanie's farts sounding the way they do. Like the first time he edited the show, he sent me this message. He was like, "Dude, what the fuck was that? Like that sounded like so airy. Like I can't, I can't figure it out." So then I sent him the other one. I sent him my fart. He's like, "Bro, you gotta fucking go to the bathroom before the show." <laughs> like, you know? so then he takes all the farts and he puts this together. Let me know if you can hear this. Oh my god. Can't hear it? No. Nah. All right, let me hold on one second. Let me see if I can go back. Got to figure out how to pull this up on the show. Um What is it on your computer? Yeah, actually, you know what? Here, let me put it on the uh let me put it on the the roadcaster. Roadcast. Yeah, it's going to load for a second, but he's it's basically just a beat made of all your farts and my fart. And the only thing that's missing is the Piers part.
0: I can't remember what regular Ericson was like.
1: So once that goes in, <laughs> then it should be ready, but uh, Oh my god. Yeah, dude. Oh, God, it's so good. I have a fr- <laughs> uh,
2: I was friends with this band. Well, I'm still friends with the members. They're a uh, band called Bonehead. And they had a keyboard player who had a fart in his keyboard. So he would just, uh, like, play songs, which would be fart. Like, he would hit the fart thing and, like, you know, playing AHA, take on me, you know, but in farts. And it, oh to God. me, it was the greatest thing ever in the history of music.
1: It's so good. It's an extra key all right here we go. the world premiere um here we go <laughs> <laughs> the build <laughs>
2: It's like Steve Austin's theme.
1: <laughs> Wet fart, Steve Austin. <laughs> I think you put a baseline on this. I don't know if it's coming up soon. I think. Oh no! I think he's working on the baseline. But. Oh uh, my god! It'll be it's a bass. It'll be done. It'll, I'm sure it'll have some really funky baseline on it too so oh my god that was fucking great oh man his um you can find him on socials at america's basement that's where most of his records are out right now but
2: oh i, I definitely gotta give him a follow then
1: oh yeah. i think i do follow I yeah think you I follow him on twitter he's not real active on twitter as much as he uh used to be but um he's gonna be doing a whole bunch of shit pretty soon so make sure we'll we'll make sure we reach out to him and get him uh, on the program at some point and get some more beats from him but meanie yes are you ready to ask meanie I would love to.
2: It's time to ask, me ask me something.
1: Don't forget to tweet us your questions at Mind of the Meanie using the hashtag ask me and we will talk about you on the show in a positive way because we don't talk and shit. And uh
2: Yeah, let me uh, I'm gonna I finally remember to get a seltzer, so
1: Ooh. There you go. Did uh, am death. I the only one who remember? Liquid death, bury it alive. Well flavored. To- Today you'll be the one with seltzer because I drank mine before I went to the dentist office because I was thought I was gonna have work done. So go ahead and crack it for so, me. Three, two, one. Mmm, delicious. Go. Um, Anthony <laughs> Cameron is like sick beats. No, really, that's Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no carl is absolutely fantastic i love his stuff he's actually he's moving to arizona with his uh his family pretty soon so he'll be a couple hours behind but um yeah i'll make sure i'll drop some of his links in the uh in the patreon group and i'll uh you guys please, can check him out. please. um yeah don't That's forget great. don't forget to become a part of the pod squad patreon.com slash mind of the meanie sign up you get to see our delightful faces doing the show every week and you get to ask us questions before anyone else does so, here we go. A couple of questions for you here this week, meaning we got a Scott Hall question, so we'll start with that. Mark and Dryden wants sure. to know, well, I guess we already answered that. When was the first time you both became aware of Scott Hall? So, we talked about that already.
2: Well, I, I, well, I, I sort of kind of fibbed. Uh, mm-hmm. I said, you know, AWA, but then it jarred my memory a little bit. Scott Hall was on NWA Worldwide. As a part of a tag team called American Starship, yes, it was him, him and Dan Spivey. Yep, uh, he was a Starship Coyote, Ooh. and I, I forget what spy, Spivey was, but pre wayland But it was, but it, was so, it was so brief. I saw one appearance on the NWA Worldwide as a kid, uh, but then eventually, you know, he made his way over to the AWA as well. So, hold on, hold on, hold on. I might have a new one. Hold on, this oh, got to be a better one. It feels like hold on, hold on. Hold on.
1: incredible beef incredible that was uh that that was nice and and wet and airy um (laughs) for me i would say the first time i became aware of scott hall was i think like i said razor ramon um in the early 90s so yeah uh let's see mark and dryden's got another one what are your guys opinions on hogan andre at wrestlemania 3 Sure, it's not a Meltzer 57 All-Star Japan Master Pretory classic, but I still think it holds up well today.
2: It was one of the biggest matches in wrestling history. Uh, the keyword is match, you know, or match up. You know, you know, as far as dream match. Did they face each other before? Yeah, sure. Okay. But in that moment, you know, Andre's the heel, Hogan's the face. You know the roles are reversed, uh, yeah, and it just the, the 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 dream match of what if, and then you put it in a, in a stadium. Holy shit! Yeah. You know, of course, you know Steamboat. To me, Steamboat Savage stole the show. But the people in that building paid to see a Hogan Andre, and it didn't need to be a, you know, this big, you know melter spot fest you know it just uh that's what a good wrestling show is it's everything's the same match you could just leave after the second match you know or or leave after the third or fourth match you know if everybody's doing the same thing so that show had a little bit of everything uh but yeah hogan andre yeah it still holds
1: up yeah absolutely absolutely you know yeah I uh, got a question here from Liam Savage, member of the Pod Squad. I've got a question for you. Yeah. Got a question for you. What TWA show did Meany like the most? Mm. I'm gonna go with the best of three matches with Eddie Gilbert and Cactus Jack. That's
2: probably up there. That, that was very uh inventive, you know, where yeah, I yeah, one of my least favorite matches is two out of three falls i i don't know why i I never liked two out of three fall matches but they they took two or three falls to the next level to where you know one was a stretcher match one was a cage match one was bob wire uh and my god eddie that's a feud a lot of people don't talk about but that's one of cactus jack's greatest feuds you know with eddie gilbert eddie gilbert again another one of the a great mind in the wrestling business um and uh the precursor to whether we would become ECW TWA Tri-State Wrestling Alliance you know ran a lot of good shows here in Philly and uh once that folded I spawned the idea for ECW but uh Tri-State favorite show that would have to be uh, some of the shows they did at Temple uh at McGonagall Hall were pretty good uh they had uh, Kevin Viner versus Jerry Lawler, and Jerry Lawler just ripping the crowd to shreds on the mic. You see, a uh, hat guy. You saw be a uh, hat guy in the crowd, which a lot of us locals called him John Lithgow because he looked like John Lithgow. You know, right, right. But uh, he just tore him to shreds on the mic. He tore everybody to shreds on the mic. Uh, yeah, those McGonagall Hall shows were pretty good. Um, I, I'm not a good with dates. <laughs> So, uh, it would have to be, you know, the McGonagall Hall show with um, Lawler and Carrie, but also, you know, you bring up that, the Eddie Gilbert feud with um, Cactus Jack, and uh, on one of those early shows, you see, they they had the Sheik Abdullah, Mm. which they spent all, they almost caused a riot because it took them forever to put up this cage. And they spent more time outside of the cage than in the cage. But on the uh, on the show, you see a young Sabu bringing, you know, the Sheik to the ring for that match. But uh, right. the a lot. Of, if you can find some of those uh, tri-state shows, uh, maybe out in the YouTube world, uh, definitely some some of the some great wild shows that are you know, the precursor to
1: ECW. Last question of the day comes from Boulder Clark. Hey, Meanie, how come Bowling yes. for Soup did a song called Alexa Bliss? Don't they know you invented the crop top and cut off jean shorts? sure your song? <laughs> uh,
2: Bowling, uh, from what I understand, Bowling for Soup, uh, the singer, uh, big wrestling fan. I, I, I want to say his gimmick name was, he had a gimmick name. I think it, it was based off the Von Eriks i 'm blanking on what he called himself but um yeah apparently they big wrestling fans so uh why they did a song about lascus bliss why not but um yeah yeah I'll, I'll never get the credit due I guess yeah for the crop tops and
1: the Daisy dukes well I hope someday you will sir but right now <laughs> meaning yes I'd like you to tell everyone where they can find you on social media you can
2: find me at all uh, forms of social media at Blue Meanie BWO. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, which really haven't gotten the grasp of yet. Uh you can follow me there. I'm uh, pretty active. Uh you can also uh if you want to support the blue meanie, go to pro SLTs.com slash Blue Meanie. Uh if you want to take care of your uh yourself and look good, you know, take care, shape up that beard. Uh, make it look nice and smell good and uh, go to madcatbeardcare.com get yourself some of the blue spruce all the money goes to charity which is taking care of uh, some cats Uh, check out their website read their information Uh, all the all the money for the uh, blue meanie blue spruce beard care at madcatbeardcare.com goes to a a really good cause so uh, if you uh, want to uh, get a video message from the blue guy go to cameo.com slash blue meanie bwo. uh you know i'll do a, a well wish you know a happy birthday uh happy graduation whatever you, you can think of uh be creative but don't be too mean uh <laughs> i know i'm the blue meanie but i'm the blue meanie but you know i like to be chill with my messages but uh yeah you can uh join me over there at cameo.com slash blue meanie bw and, uh, Mr. Uh, Bernard, where can we find you?
1: Thank you, Blue Mini. I appreciate you. You can find me on my socials, Instagram and Twitter, at This Is Goober. Yes, that's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's Brand Pal. You can follow me there for all types of good nonsense. You can also listen to my other show, Foundation Radio, at foundationradio.net. Uh, I have a lot of great content coming up, and I uh, just recently had Friends of the Show, Public Enemies Podcast on. Uh, for a great conversation about why CM Punk is like Joe Button. And it's a compliment. So go ahead and check that episode out right now. Uh, you can also find all of my shows uh, archived there as well. Go over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash radio. Pick up a shirt. Help me get my crowns uh, taken care of in my mouth because Papa's <laughs> got to get some dental work to help uh, keep the lights on here as well. Uh, also, I want to make sure we give a shout-out to Real Daddy Josh Chernoff and go over to patreon.com slash so says Chernoff. And subscribe today and get all kinds yeah. of cool stuff. Make sure you're watching his programming on Fight TV as well. Blue Meanie, it is always a pleasure, sir, to do this program with you. Shout out and much love to the Pod Squad as always. Don't forget, patreon.com mind of the Go there now. For the Blue Meanie, I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind blip,
0: blip, of the blip, Meanie. Blip, blip, blue. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and The Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by The Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com mind of the And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mind of the This has been a Butts Carlton media production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton, proprietor. Blip, 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 blue world order. brain out? The world of MLW Radio never stops.
1: When you love someone, seeing them struggle with their mental health can be one of the hardest things in the world, especially when you know they need help but don't know where to turn. That's why 988-LIFELINE is here. 988's trained crisis counselors are available 24-7 by phone or text to provide you with the resources and support you need to help the people you
0: love. No one should have to struggle alone. Call or text 988-SUICIDE-AND-CRISIS-LIFELINE day or night. 988-HOPE-HAS-A-NEW-NUMBER. Jesse Kelly here. If given the choice between financial stress or peace of mind, I will always choose peace of mind. In today's world filled with inflation worry, bank closures, market instability, and the current global economic environment, peace of mind is everything to me. That's why I have secured gold and silver from Oxford Gold Group. Having precious metals in your home safe or in your 401k slash IRA should be considered for your investment strategy. Simply put, it's a portfolio protection plan. Whether you are a savvy investor or you are just curious how gold and silver can help you gain peace of mind, call my friends at the Oxford Gold Group. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is as easy as 123. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own real precious metals just like I do. Call Oxford Gold today and ask about exclusive free bonus opportunities. Call 833-901-COIN. 833-901-COIN. That's 833-901-C-O-I-N. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Is your Moore's battery weak or dead after winter storage? Get your Moore ready for spring lawn maintenance at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, purchase any SuperStart lawn and garden battery and get a $10 gift card after rebate. Choose SuperStart batteries for power, performance, and reliability exclusively at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh. O'Reilly Auto Parts